This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Meruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I am your host, Mark Morris, and my co-host, Jared Maruyama, is here with me. What's up, Jared? Happy New Year. Is that right? Happy New Year. That's right. This is the first episode of 2018. Very yes. exciting. Uh, so this, this episode is with uh, somebody you went to school with, kind of, sort of, not really. We talked about it in the actual episode that you listened to in just a couple minutes. Um, but it's with Martin G, who is the a senior art director at Time Magazine. Yes, very exciting. <clears throat> I mean, that's a big job. Like I, yeah, that's like an adult is. job. I think I would uh, just, <laughs> I would be crushed under the weight of the pressure of that job. So um, it well, was nice for Martin so to come on and talk to us about what he does every day. Yeah, he he. I won't get into to into it too much right now but he talks about how crazy the turnaround time is and the schedule that at his work like that alone is just stressful me hearing about it i can't imagine having to do these weekly turnarounds you know nonstop. it's like you're always on high alert it seems like there's never like a, a down period or a slow time yeah and he sort of um, underplays it in the interview you'll you'll hear it in a bit here he, he's he's a very nice guy i've known him for a long time mostly through we went to school together but i've been in communication with him through social media and things like that more recently um just mm-hmm. the nicest guy uh and he sort of downplays i think a lot of uh the drama that must happen uh, in <laughs> such a job because i was hoping yeah. for uh, more Time Magazine dirt, but he gives some very <laughs> good advice, especially if you're looking to get into uh, this type of illustration. Editorial work. illustration, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so that's the, what's coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But we did want to say that you still have the opportunity if you're listening to this on release day, um, or maybe even the day after. You still have an opportunity to enter our Star Wars giveaway contest. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's really easy to do. Just repost our episode art for the Star Wars The Last Jedi review um, on any of the social media. And you will be entered into our contest to win a bunch of different Star Wars uh, prizes. I'm getting a lot of uh, questions about those pins. Everybody loves those Star Wars pins. Yeah, the trooper, particularly the trooper. Yeah. Oh, you know Evolution. what? So this is this is cool that you bring that up. The pins. We have the Rebel Alliance pin, which I don't know what the symbol is called, mm-hmm. but it's on the side of the X-Wing. Like a lot of the Rebel Alliance pilots, the, the symbol on the side of their helmets. Mm-hmm. I made that into a pin and we actually this week just sold out of it, but I'm saving Ooh. one for this giveaway. So really, this will be your last opportunity to get this pin. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so, so we're giving away the Ewok bobblehead Funko three pack. We got an old man Luke pack that we're going to give away. <laughs> uh, there's a print that I did for Wonderground Gallery, a signed print that we're giving away. So um, go to our social media. We've got pictures posted of all of this. We're giving away an awful lot of stuff. So I really want to see more uh, <laughs> participation here. <laughs> entries. Come on, Come on. Just throw up some old Star Wars fan art and repost our podcast episode. That's all you got to do. It's so simple. And we'll send you some free stuff. So um, make yes. sure you go to our page. Look for uh, the um, 
the episode art for our uh, Last Jedi uh, review, and you just have to repost that. All the details are in there. We won't repeat them all here. Yeah, um, but it's really easy, and there we're giving away some cool stuff, so definitely worth just uh, one post on your social media. Um, but before we jump into the episode, we are doing... So our last episode was the December recap. The one after this one is the 2017 year-end recap. Right. So we talk about... Uh, a lot of pop culture stuff, so like our favorite, the best and worst movies, uh, best and worst TV shows, that sort of thing. And then we kind of talk about what we learned with the podcast this past, mm-hmm. not year, because we started in the late, like in the summertime, but stuff we learned in the podcast and then what Squared Co. is going to look like in 2018 and if you listen Um, to the uh, december recap make sure you go to our instagram account because mark posted all the pictures that he said he was going to (laughs) post you can see him looking so happy and dorky giddy it's fantastic (laughs) um it's it's funny i don't know if you caught on this but i actually posted the episode art and i forgot to post all the pictures so i had to delete that one and then repost it again so what you see now is my second attempt to post <laughs> the episode art on Instagram for that, for the December yeah. recap. Anyway, so that's um, why you should follow our social media. A lot of extra stuff on there. Yes. Um, I think that's it for this intro. Again, Martin, this is a really, a, this is a different kind of creative that we've had versus previous guests. Because like Jared was saying, it's, he works on a pretty high profile publication um, and we get to see a kind of a different perspective on mm-hmm. art and design, if you will. He's not just an illustrator. He's actually somebody that hires illustrators. So you get to see and learn some little tricks about how you can get hired if you are a freelancer looking for work. So yep. it's, it's some really good information in here. Um, definitely worth a listen. Uh, so without further ado, here is the episode with Martin G. Enjoy. Welcome to the Squared Co. Podcast, Martin G. Welcome. How's it going, man? Hooray. Good, good. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, no problem. We appreciate cool. your your time here. I know you're an East Coaster, so it is a bit later for you um, versus Jared and I being here on the West Coast. Um, but we do appreciate you spending the time or taking the time to yeah, hang out no, with no us. No worries. It's, it's, I'm a like, night owl insomniac. And I have to be gone. That's all. That's, that's all good. Have you always been that way? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I know for me, um, you know, maybe like while I was going to school, I was a, had a more strict sleeping schedule and like my my earlier jobs. But now I tend to be a night owl too, and I feel like I can't get any work done until the sun goes down. Oh, really? Wait, how did how did this? How did you avoid this during school? I mean, I remember yeah, exactly doing all nighters <laughs> at San Jose State um, <laughs> doing animation. You know, <laughs> I did. A, I spent a lot of time in the library at school, so I was actually um, oh, they, an English major. Oh, they, they I wasn't you in out. like art and design. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so. I try to do all my studying either between classes or on campus, which it made it easier. But yeah, there are still a few late nights. But uh, like my regular, I had a pretty good 
sleep schedule. Wow, not to brag amazing. or anything here. <laughs> yeah, see, that's where I developed the bad sleep schedule was college. Like, <laughs> you'd go to school all day, then you'd go to work, and then you'd come home and start doing your like projects at ten o'clock at night, and just go until you know, basically the next morning when you had to be back at school. So uh, I think I'm on a much better sleep schedule now as an adult than I was <laughs> back then. Yeah, it's it's I mean, mine's ever evolving. So who knows? I think the last year I've every like couple months, I'll push the time I go to bed up or back an hour, which it's it's not good. Before I know it, I'm just going to be sleep, not sleeping, just staying awake and working all day. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I mean, that's a good place to start talking about schools you guys actually went to the same school mm-hmm. we did yeah but yeah. i don't think we overlapped though did we we overlapped just a little bit i think you you left before i did okay. um, i was there forever uh, hey, me, but, me yeah. too <laughs> <laughs> yay san jose state Woo. <laughs> so when you were at san jose state though you were illustration department that's correct uh yeah well technically i guess what was it we were technically graphic design illustration emphasis Right, um, right, right. But right. then I was there forever too, like for like seven something years because I was like pre-med for a little bit, zoology for a little bit, and then eventually illustration. You found so. your true calling oh, after yeah. a while. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> the calling was there since the very beginning, since I was a kid, mm-hmm. but it was just, you know, parents and da-da-da. Yeah. You, know, you know that story. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't even say yet, but uh, Martin is a senior art director at Time Magazine, which is just to me, the most amazing thing you could possibly be. Um, oh my God. So impressive. Really? Can, you, can you call my mom and just tell her that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I do kind of really want to talk about that tonight because I think that's uh, exciting sure, for yeah. just, just because I know who you are and for people out there, uh, other artists and stuff like that. So how did you land this job? Let's, let's start there. And you can go back as, as far as you need to to tell this part of it but I mean, I, how did you land the job as a as an art director at, at time um yeah definitely like we could go backwards on this um the thing is i the year before i was hired i was doing freelance illustration for them and the two art directors i worked with i happened to meet at a conference mm-hmm. um so one of them was allison duda and she actually was a college student and i knew her professor and i met her at an snd conference snd is um Society for News Design. And another, mm. and another art director I did more freelance work for was um, Chelsea Cardokis. And I spoke to her college class through iChat or Skype, you know? And I knew mm-hmm. her professor. So it's kind of this, this life advice I've you know, always believed in was like, just don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> you never know who you'll be working with, who you'll be working That's for, right. who will be hiring you. So before being hired at Time, I was at the Huffington Post doing their iPad magazine, and they switched over to templates, to not needing designers, and I wasn't really good at doing wireframes and code, So I, and then the timing was just kind of perfect. Someone left, and they gave me a call, and I just interviewed, showed my work, and then I got hired. Mm. It's kind of a, it is kind of crazy. It's kind of... Yeah. So when you did start, did you get hired on as an art director? Yeah. Was mm-hmm. that... As the... senior art director. That was my title, and still is, so... Uh, I was just going to say, you said, though, that you were doing some freelance work for time previous mm-hmm. to this. Yeah. What kind of things were you were you doing for them? Uh, just editorial illustration. That was um, something I've always wanted to do in school. Mm-hmm. I was just doing like my basic vector stuff, you know. Uh, I wonder if you can talk, though, about uh, 
a little bit about how that works when you're doing work for a magazine. Because I know for these types of publications, it's a weekly publication. Turnaround is extremely tight. Uh Um, How would that work for you as a freelancer? Would they be giving you, I'm I'm sure it's all over the place, but like a a general assignment, how would that go? How many days would they give you to do these things? I think uh, two to three, three being generous. Oh, wow. You know, it's, (laughs) no, that's the thing. I love this schedule. I love this pace. I know, like the New York, if the New York Times calls you, you might have like three hours. Right. So I, oh, I remember wow. being in school. Like, uh, I had a class with Sydney Fisher, who was a illustrator mm-hmm. at the San Jose Mercury News, and she would, you would come into class. Hey, surprise! Instead, instead of a pop quiz, you had a pop illustration. Like, three hours. Here's <laughs> here's a story. Send me show me thumbnails, and then finish it by the end of class. So I was like, whoa, shit. <laughs> and that's that's kind of like the pace I prefer. I mean, I know Jared and I. We have friends who are doing feature films and. Mm-hmm. games who do do work on things for three four years and i go oh i can't even do three four weeks so i like having that quick turnaround and i think my style um my attention span kind of fits that pace mm-hmm. so in a way yeah. like the, a weekly magazine like time is kind of like it kicks your ass every single week but i guess i just prefer it this way even as opposed to yeah. the monthly i think monthlies right. are kind of you you could hang out for a week and then just go, go, go the last week and just crank out a yeah. magazine. So I don't know. It suits my personality, which is good. Yeah. Was this your first position as an art director or had you done some stuff previously in that um, that role but at a different company? Yeah, uh, before moving to New York, I was at the Boston Globe as an art director as well. I guess my, my official title was uh, Features Design Supervisor. And prior to that, I was in Portland, Oregon at a small, small business magazine. Can you say which you prefer, the art directing role or illustrating? Oh, man. No, it's it's really different. They're so different, but they're also like so, they're the same. Um, But I think because I do both, I'm doing both whenever I'm doing the other. Does that that make sense? I'm doing both constantly. Like when when I'm working with an illustrator, I'm constantly thinking about how they would work, how I would work. That's where we kind of collaborate. But when I'm doing stuff on my own, when I'm designing, I might be illustrating the page or illustrating little elements that I use on the design. So it's kind of like, there's a lot of overlap, I think. But to, for me to pick, oh, um, probably art direction because it's like the steady, the steady job paycheck. And, um, well, I, I mean, like for, for like uh, illustration, it's more like, on, more like on the side, more of a, people say, people ask me like, why don't you just freelance full time? I go, oh, I can't. I'm not, I can't, I can't <laughs> hustle. I'm not the hustle, hustle type or the go-getter business right. person. And it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, so be, yeah. being both an art director is your full time. Is it difficult to kind of let go sometimes and give the illustrations to other people and hire out? Or do you oh, try no, and not at all. see if you can do that, that first before you, you seek another illustrator to kind of oh, no, I would, I, do a project? I would love to hire an illustrator every single time because it's I get to work with people I like, um, people I, mm. I admire. Admire the fun, the sad thing is like when I am doing illustrations at work, I'm not doing it. I'm not spending enough time as I should be. I think I'm I'm still going. I'm still cranking them out. So when I hire someone, it's right. easier to go. Okay, here you have you have the two days, three days now to do it while I do something else, and I'm just going to expect something two days later in my in my um, inbox. You know. Yeah. So, so I th- let's. I'm, this is. I have a list here of questions, so I'm trying to bounce yeah, go, around. Go, go, list go here, for but, it. Go for it. Um. So, but, but since we're talking about artists, and and this is something that's part of your job, obviously, is hiring artists for for these um, 
articles or for whatever your needs are. Tell us a little bit about your your process for hiring an artist. Do you have uh, like a list of artists that are sort of go to artists? Do you do you are you constantly searching for artists? And then tell us a little bit about sort of like physically, what is the process you go through? Is it is it searching on on Instagram or other sites like that? I think when it comes to social media, it's kind of like what I randomly run into or what my friends or followers or whoever's are posting. Like, then I, that's mm-hmm. when I discover someone new. I have a few go-to people. I have a few who are just like, su- like super reliable. I know people mm-hmm. who are just mm-hmm. I, could, I could count on and their style yeah. is consistent where they're not going to try something experimental. And I go, I need this to look like this and I need this in two days, you know? <laughs> Right. Um, but then yeah. I, I have like a dream lit, I have like a dream team I'm always referring to. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to hire Dave McKean someday. I don't know for <laughs> what, but I want to hire him or Kent Williams. But I don't know if he could turn something around in two days. Or, um, oh, uh, Nerd Geek Talk, I think. Um, I recently <laughs> hired uh, Phil Noto. Oh, and that's right. That was, I was ecstatic when he said yes. And I'm like jumping around. Like, yeah, I got this guy. Because I'm, <laughs> I, I'm a I'm an admirer of like everybody. Just there are people on my list that I have I've known for years, but just haven't mm-hmm. even had the right project for them. You know, right, right, yeah. Right. Like full Noto stuff. I'm I've been like, going, oh my god. Since I think it was like his Black Widow stuff, and then I went on his Tumblr and I was like scrolling backwards and go, oh shoot, I want. I was going through his stuff and going, okay, give me. I want the style you did it. That's something you posted in 2012. Give me this, you know. And he <laughs> and he gave me something like totally just beautiful. You know, it's like it was people you might not recognize, and he mm-hmm. just did it in his in his style. And we provided the reference photos. That's that's another thing we have to think about. The reference they use has to be through us. There's mm-hmm. some like le- mm-hmm. legal stuff. You know, how like the whole sure. fairy Obama right. thing is right. kind of like right, <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the image has a copyright with the photographer and, you know, we have to go through some hoops, but it worked. It's totally cool. So, so for uh, an artist out there that wants to to do work with uh, either Time or a publication similar to yours, for you as an art director, what's the best way for them to get your attention? Is it just that you have to find them or are there ways for them to to reach out? Um, there are ways to reach out. There's some that are more annoying than others. Um, <laughs> like mm-hmm. for me, I prefer um, postcards. Just send you do. Card. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's because that's maybe that's what I do personally. I don't email people. I, I rarely email people mm-hmm. unless it's just to say, hey, what's up? You know, because I get like a bazillion emails a day at work already. And I, it just gets yeah. lost. It's just, I lose I lose work emails within work emails. And <laughs> one time I shoot someone out going, oh, we don't have photos for this. And then I and then she emails me the email. She forwards her own email to me going, no, I sent it just to you yesterday. I'm like, oh, I'm like, then I was just like, embarrassed and <laughs> that asshole at work you know <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that you say uh postcards we just had uh was it rob mcclurkin who brought that up jared yeah yeah a few episodes ago rob who's a children's uh, literature illustrator he said that that's his like go-to move to get new clients and new work um is he'll send postcard postcards out to all different agencies and different publishers. Wow, that's cool. um, and I know, so I work for an agency as well, and we receive a lot of them too. So, uh, I mean, you're just furthering, further confirming this, that it, it still works. Yeah, it, totally. um, would you would you say anything bigger than a postcard or maybe like a small, I don't know, book would be overkill? 
Do you think people would not notice it if you do more and like postcards the perfect thing? Postcards is the, is the quick and dirty way to do it. You know, I, I've got, I received um, booklets before, but mm-hmm. I really don't want you to spend all that money on self-promotion. You know, that's, those are, those right. are expensive. Like I personally use Moo and I do like a short, a short run and then mm-hmm. mail them all out and then do another one if I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an owner of one of those postcards because <laughs> I asked for one. Uh, so then let's talk about then some of the, what are some of the annoying things other than emailing, obviously, like, are there, are there things they shouldn't do that um, you could advise against? <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of it's just like social media etiquette, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I know. I, I think I've done this too, where you just want to friend people on Twitter or you follow them because you're just interested in what they do. I mean, I think when mm-hmm. your when your motive is strictly to hire me, hire me, hire me, that kind of <laughs> it makes me it gives me anxiety really. Like at one point, <laughs> I, I don't even go to I I decided not to go to an event because I felt the anxiety of having like this title now. It's really fucking weird. It's 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 you work <laughs> you work your whole life to kind of like try to be this person or have have this career, live live in this city, work in a magazine that's like a legacy institutional mm-hmm. institution thing. And yeah. then it's like, oh, you're suddenly like this target. It's just, it's really weird because I've been that person too, where I go, oh, you're at the New York Times Magazine. I'm a, I want to talk to you, basically because I'm interested <laughs> in you. Really, I mean, not, I would love to work with you, but I'm also, just be a friend, be cool, be, I don't know. Right. Does that, that, that makes make sense. sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I think it. That, <laughs> I think I think it is hard for. When you are in that position, when you are looking for work, uh, and when, especially when there's a specific goal like that, it's hard to not sort of, I, I don't know, it's like fanboying out about something, mm-hmm. right? You're you're, yeah. you're trying to play it cool, but you're not, and yeah. you know you I mean, want to be respectful and everything. Yeah, I'm still looking for work. Jared, I'm still you're looking never for cool. Work too. <laughs> What's <it>? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't even pretend to. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I so, think I'm still looking for work too, and I kind of, you know, I right. I mean, I think when it, when, it's, when, it's, when I think about like social media, I think the people I like to go go to are people I've known years and years ago because they were the mm-hmm. they knew me when I was at a magazine that was I don't even know what our circulation was maybe ten thousand issues mm-hmm. now yeah. I'm at, now I'm at three million it's kind of like whoa 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 this is weird so if you were cool with me when I was at the small magazine then I think we're cool I guess you know like we yeah. could, we could talk about yeah. illustration we could talk about whatever. And, you know, this is another thing, too, what I look for is that um, definitely I have to like your work. I think mm-hmm. you have to know how to draw criteria for me. It's like if you, if you could draw women, that mm-hmm. makes you immediately, like, amazing. Like, Rebecca Mock is amazing. Jackie Oakley is amazing. That's why I love, like, Phil Noto. He, mm-hmm. he just, he drew Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched on his website. And I go, oh, my God. <laughs> it's, 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 it's kind of mind-blowing. And then, so... Wait, what was my what was my point? Oh yeah, so you have to like draw well. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I'm a because I'm a personal fan of just what good drawings. I mean, I know there are illustrators who like don't draw well. I I, mm-hmm. I can appreciate that too, but I go I tend to go more like the classically trained, the more representational. But then your 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 concepts have to be kind of like killer. Like there's mm-hmm. like Pete Ryan, there's Chris Gash, who just like you're like oh my god, I, your your mind is on a different level. But then when it, also, it comes down to like if you're a cool person. I mean, I when I I, I mentioned Rebecca Mock earlier, and I go mm-hmm. when I met her, she's a fabulous illustrator. She makes the most off, awesome gifs, 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 whatever. 
Um, but the thing is, I'm a fan of her work, and I'm also a fan of her as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, we both judged this uh, Society of Illustrators um, student competition, and she asked the best questions, and she was so concerned and so into it. I go, oh my God, that translates into you as a person, it translates into your work. And then when I hired her for something, she was just absolutely perfect. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was a story about um, teenage girls dealing with like technology now, like your phone, your Snapchats, and all this and that. And the story took place in Florida. And then she tells me she, she grew up 15 minutes away from there. So mm. in a way, she has that, oh, wow. that personality, the sensibility mm-hmm. that I look for in an illustrator. You know, I, yeah, if you could draw like a perfectly rendered beer can, sure, cool. But if you, <laughs> when it comes to like editorial, when you, can, when you understand the topic, when you can express the ideas, I guess, yeah. and the narrative, mm-hmm. that's, that's extra. That's like a bonus. You know, I, remember yeah. people, I remember people in school who were just like perfect renderers. But where is mm-hmm. the idea? Where is the voice? Where is the, the extra intangibles, you know? Right, so. right. So let me ask this then, because sure. I, I want to get to I want to get to time here and, and talk a little more in mm-hmm. depth about that. But uh, are you seeing uh, as you see these new generations of illustrators coming up, uh, and you've worked with a few now at this point? Do you see a common misstep that people are doing all the time? Is it that there isn't enough basic drawing skills, or or like you said, is it is it more conceptual? Are they coming out well trained but not? great at concept do you see anything that's common or is it uh, kind of all over the place i think it's all over the place it kind of just depends on where they came from or what what they were good at i guess yeah like i'm thinking we're getting a generation now that's um that as is as just as much digital as they are traditional which was different from sort of when we were going to school and digital mm-hmm. was was new uh, yeah. are you seeing any any difference based with um, the with the more digital stuff digital, coming up some some of the work i can't even t- i can't even see a difference. These kids know how to use, they know how to draw and use the tools, you know? Like, I'm yeah. always like thinking, mm-hmm. oh, like Kyle, Kyle's brushes are like amazing. And and I, yeah. I make, that inspires me to want to draw digitally more, but I, it's hard, it's still hard for me to do that. I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm still circles, squares, and triangles in Illustrator. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not firing up the Wacom tablet anytime soon. So let's talk about uh, Time Magazine because I'm, very curious about this because I love this kind of information and it's kind of a treat to have you on here and get this uh, behind the scenes stuff. Can, okay. I wonder if you can kind of talk us through your week or or for an issue or however uh, the process kind of goes for you. Like when does your cycle start? How does your cycle start when you're doing an issue? Um, basically it starts on a Thursday. Um, okay. Thursday, Fridays tends to be like our slowest days where mm-hmm. we're kind of like just catching up. But then the real bulk of the work is done on Monday through Wednesday. For me, um, this year has been interesting, basically, because of the news and what's been going on in the world. I've mm-hmm. been kind of like the political designer. Mm-hmm. So whenever some like something happens, like some something happens, I'm, I might even call my art director or, or email my art director or my design director and creative director on the weekend and go, I want XYZ story, like Charleston happened uh-huh. or the Orlando shooting happened. I... I just want the like the depressing stories. I just want all like the, <laughs> the screwed up, racist, blah blah blahs. You know, like just give me that. Those stories tend to be more like I guess I call them like you know breaking news. That's like a term in you know TV right. news or newspapers. And mm-hmm. we plan those things out. We do 
begin to get a general idea, you just kind of start laying things out and then things slowly come together. Like you'll get a stack of photos, you'll get a story length and you might get a headline if you're lucky, you know, and then you can start mm. doing your job, putting things together. You're kind of like that. You're the assembly line in a way you, you get input from every, every direction. And then you're, you're making this thing work over four to eight pages, you know? Mm. So Monday's, are cool. Um, Tuesday is kind of like when we try to complete the entire magazine, or t- t- as much as we can, and then mm-hmm. we, and then we technically we close the magazine on Wednesday. Any Jeez. any email I get Tuesday Wednesdays I will ignore basically. So don't <laughs> if you're an illustrator don't don't <laughs> even try. Like I said, I, I I lose work emails within work emails. Yeah. So so yeah. um, when you're getting. Like you mentioned the specific stories, uh, and these are obviously big stories that you're you're mm-hmm. watching the news and you're seeing these things, and you know that we're obviously going to cover something like this. What do you what do you get though? Do you get an article, or is that going right up to the end as well? Like, are you just do they just tell you here's what we're going to cover? Start this is what we're going to cover. Together? Put something together. Um, you might get like a general idea of the, of the direction. Okay. I did some like couple like I did a couple time lapse videos of just how I worked from start to finish of some things. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Just gotta go go go. Like sometimes when you don't have anything, you just have you just playing with type. You're mm-hmm. you're throwing it on the screen. You're sketching things out, and then when once you get some photos, you put those on the screen. You put those on layout. It's different when you have a photo editor who shows everybody the photos. Like, here's the photo, mm-hmm. but when you see it on the page with context of the shape of our spreads shape of our pages with some typography on it it becomes something different it, it's uh it's all like different ingredients to make this yeah cake you know this weekly cake right <laughs> um, how many articles or are you getting uh per per issue do you um when it does comes it fluctuate or do you get oh yeah for sure for sure um well every every designer art director has their own section to work on i mean we have oh gosh how many we have that six seven in our department so we, mm-hmm. we do other things too. Like I do the front of the book. So in the, ma- in the magazine anatomy, there's like cover, front of the book, the well stories or feature stories, and then you have the back of the book. Mm-hmm. So we have one designer, Jennifer, who does the back of the book. That's more like the culture, TV, entertainment stuff. Um, right. Then the front of the book, we have the view and the brief. The brief is kind of like breaking news. Um, so we have two designers doing that. I do the view, which is kind of more of a op-ed, think piece, um, opinion stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I handle that stuff too while I'm doing a feature story. I mean, usually everyone has a feature story per week too. So there's like, there could be from two to four feature stories a week. I might get pulled off to do something. I might get sucked into something else. So it's kind of like our design director is the one who kind of orchestrates all the workflow which is kind mm-hmm. of amazing so i'm just kind of like yeah just give me something and i'll do it you know or <laughs> I, might, I might i might go i'm not, oh I, i'm way too busy for this she'll take something away and give it to someone else so it's kind of mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a real it's a real team effort or, yeah or definitely yeah. so when you're bringing in an illustrator to do you know an image for for the magazine for the issue uh, at what point are you contacting them and and what are you giving to them to work off of Anything I have, <laughs> if I have any, yeah. <laughs> I, as, I think as an illustrator, I, that's what I want too. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we don't use illustration for like breaking news or okay. like heavy news topics until unless it's like the cover. You might get right. like an Adele piece out of that or a Tim O'Brien. But usually, it's kind of I might just send I might send like a sentence, really a sentence to say 
this is the idea of the story. And if we're lucky, we might get the story. But, but, when, I, but when I do get it, I'll email it to them immediately. The thing I give them is like dimensions. If you're, uh-huh. if you're Canadian or European, I'll give it to you in metric. I try, I try, <laughs> I try to be nice. Um, what else? What else? Oh, the budget. Um, I might say, okay, if, if I assign this on a Thursday, I might say sketches Friday, Monday if you want. But see, for me, I like to say Friday because then we can approve it, the sketches. Then you have to, then you have, mm. then you have, to have the weekend to work on it. Right, but right. if you're fast enough, I might say, okay, sketches Monday, uh, final Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, so. Yeah. But, uh, for, for, you, for that, me, I, I like to have a weekend. So I try to make, I try to take that into consideration too. If you have that luxury of having a weekend, it's kind of, I don't know, use it. Yeah. Do you, um, do you get a weekend or do you? <laughs> oh yeah, I do. <laughs> do, you work, I do. do you tend to work yeah, through yeah. the weekend? Luckily I do. Um, I've heard stories about different editors who are kind of, Make that make you stay there all night. Make you work on work. Like there's some editors and art directors, I guess, who are very like I don't know um, what's the word demanding, I guess. But luckily, mm-hmm. we have a pretty we have a pretty good uh, work schedule. Yeah, I, I work like eight hours a day, and I go home. You know. Wow. Yeah, yeah that is great. So is that last day uh, crazy? Just oh, because yeah, of that that might that tends to be crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesdays are the craziest. Um, those might be long, a little bit longer days. I, I might not eat lunch. That happens. Mm-hmm. I might test my bladder for the whole day. It's, it's totally, it's, it, that happens. You know? That's amazing. So now, how do you, how do you decide uh, if you get to do an illustration or, or, or you know, a particular thing for, for the magazine? Oh, in the magazine? Let's see. The past two years or so, I was doing a, I was illustrating a biweekly column by Joel Stein. Mm-hmm. But um, he's not with the magazine anymore, so that was kind of a fun thing to do. That was cool because like like my boss gave me time to work on it, you know. But at the same time, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the last thing I work on. I have like other yeah. stuff going on. It's kind of like you're just jug- constantly juggling. At one point, if if like a story came up short, or in in the front of the book we have like smaller smaller bitsier pieces, and if something mm-hmm. came up mm-hmm. short, I could draw an icon like in ten minutes. So it's kind of like this. Yeah. Even though we're weekly, I'm I'm banging it, banging something out real quick. Yeah. But the sad thing is, okay, I shouldn't even say this. It's not, it's not like my, it's not, it's not my best work. So I'm doing this so fast. <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of a balance. <laughs> What's the word? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Quantity um, versus so, quality type of thing. Sure. I mean, yeah, I would imagine that's kind of always the case with such a tight schedule like that. For you personally, then, what is the... What is the most challenging part then of putting together an issue? Is it is it just that there are so many moving pieces, or is there one particular element that sort of kicks your butt every time? Oh gosh, that's good. You have to think about. I have to think about it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think just the overall schedule kicks my butt. I mean, I think mm-hmm. this is funny too. I think everyone who works there is super super brilliant. Everyone has some like great things to offer. But we kind of like we fight about stuff too. I mean, I, yeah, I'll, sure. fight, I'll fight with photo. <laughs> I'll fight with editors, like writers who are like, oh, I want like five thousand words. I go, that doesn't even fit. <laughs> in, you know, I want, can you make it three thousand? Or I'll fight with photo and go, can I have this? Can I have that? No, no, I want this bigger, smaller. So it's kind of like this push and pull. There's a lot of collaboration in air quotes, or kind of like this. Thing where we all want to do that. We all want to make the best product. We all want mm-hmm. to right. 
but then as designers and art directors, you're the one who kind of makes it into the package. While if you're a writer, you just want to write the next great American novel. If you're the photographer, you want the photos、mm-hmm. to be as big as possible with nothing on it, full frame, da da da. You know, so it's kind of, I think in a way, we're kind of like the mediators, the kind of like the, you know, the cooks with the ingredients. You know, right,、yeah. right, sure. So,、uh, what's exciting to me about this job and You seem to be kind of underplaying some of this because I think it's very exciting. <laughs>、um, but you're kind of、uh, you're in the rare area where you're kind of doing exactly what you went to school for.、Um, there are so many of us, I think, that were were in illustration. We kind of we went in these other directions, but you're actually doing a lot of the stuff that we talked about in school, and、mm-hmm. and those were the instructors were based around this, and、um, the assignments were based around this type of illustration. I wonder if,、um, like, when you got the job at Time Magazine, was that maybe not specifically Time, but was that a goal for you to to be in this position at no, this? No, no. The, <laughs> the funny thing is, I I've always been told that I don't have a five year plan, I don't have a ten year plan, that I don't have like specific goals, but I do have like a trajectory、uh-huh. to do. Yeah, I guess to be at a bigger magazine, bigger publication, or to have a bigger More responsibilities to have that title, to have that salary, to live like I. For me, living in New York wasn't even on the list. I didn't. Even,、really? I never thought I would be here. You mentioned this is stuff we learned in school. I mean, I remember when you were, you were, you and I were in school in the nineties. Yes. Even like Bunny and Courtney were already knew editorial illustration was not、right. going to be sustainable. I mean, our yes. They pushed. They pushed the department to, to animation, which was、mm-hmm. brilliant on their move, like to do feature films, video games, all that stuff. But I was still stuck in that. I want to draw for the newspaper. I want to draw for magazines. And even our design department, we didn't really focus on editorial. It was more like posters, brochures.、Mm-hmm. So I got my experience doing editorial design through the school paper, really. Oh, yeah. So、okay. I was. That's the thing. I was like. In a way, selfish in college, where I go, oh, Spartan Daily, I can get published. <laughs> so I went, I got something、yeah. <laughs> published in the paper and go, okay. But then I fell in love with the whole idea of being on this daily schedule, being, you know, putting together something that people see every day or every week, you know. And I don't know, it was, it was exciting to go that route. Yeah. I- We were, I think, we were at San Jose State in a very transitional period,、mm-hmm. um, because I, when I came in, it was still sort of the old program. But as I was progressing,、uh, it changed dramatically, just like you said, into an animation program because people weren't weren't getting jobs、mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So when you left San Jose State,、um, amid this sort of Pixar animation Disney time.、Oh, um, <laughs> where did you go right out of right out of school? I went to a newspaper.、It's, you did, yeah. It's <laughs> funny.、Um, while I was in school, I did like two internships. I worked at the Mercury News for a little bit.、Um, I just、mm-hmm. spent a summer at the Miami Herald. So I was kind of like this. I was just so focused on on newspapers at, at the time. But the funny thing is, I took maybe a year or two of anim- as the animation program, right? Yeah, just because I wanted to. That's something I've always wanted to do. Like I'm the kid who had like Thunder- the Thundercats intro on VHS, <laughs> and I was like watching it frame by frame, and I still do. That that's a title sequence I, I keep going back to because it's so good, and I, I still <laughs> I still study that, you know. And I don't know. I'm I'm glad I stuck stuck around for, for a little bit of that animation. 
And yeah, yeah. I could, you know, the thing is, I use that stuff today too. I mean, I I do mm-hmm. for Entertainment Weekly. They do these bookazines that they did a one for Star Wars. They did one for Wonder Woman, and I did the little mm. flipbook at the top corner. Right. And I I used <laughs> my animation class skills from I don't know how many years ago into something <laughs> I did last last year or you know. Right. Yeah. So, no, I think it, it's definitely good skills. Like I, I was happy I learned it, but the main thing I learned from that program was that I was not going to do animation really? as a career. Um. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, Oh man, that was a killer. Like yeah. that was, that was long nights there just trying to do those sack drops or the sack leaf. lift. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> so learned a lot, but man, that was, that really yeah. kicked my butt that time. But at the same um, time you still, like you learn concepts that you still remember to this mm-hmm. day I, I remember one of the teachers did you have lenny from yes. warner brothers yeah he was like a human cartoon he was bouncing right. around and mm-hmm. i remember the idea of like silhouettes mm-hmm. I, I i still think i still think that i use that concept now still like if you have an image on a, just on a 2d still image you want the arms and the appendages and legs to all be visible not within the body where it's mm-hmm. It communicates better. So stuff right. like that, you know, stuff like you know, you read, you read like how to draw the Marvel way. You you pick up little things here and there that kind of like defines you, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I whenever I draw a character, it's hard for me to get past the idea. Even if it's two D, I'm still thinking this thing has to turn in space. Even yeah, when it doesn't, totally. I'm still thinking like that doesn't make sense if you turn it to the right <laughs> or the left. But so it can be a little distracting. But yeah, yeah I, I still keep those skills with me. Yeah, but um, I think it makes the makes your artwork better, more believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So then you've been in newspapers since you left school, and mm-hmm. now you're at Time Magazine. Quite a journey. How has how has the industry changed since you first entered that to to sort of where you are now? You know, even when I was in school, John Clapp was saying, "Don't don't do print anymore. Go <laughs> do learn how to do web design and do this and this." This is like twenty years ago, and I I still don't understand how to code. I'm yeah. sorry, I just <laughs> I can't wrap, wrap my head around that stuff. Still, like I could do basic coding. Forget that's it. More than I yeah, can do. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I think <laughs> I don't know. To stay in print, you have to be really, really good, and I, you just have to take. I don't know, because there's so many people who still want to do print. There's so many people who want to do code, and I let them do the code. Or yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know where I'm. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. Let me see. <laughs> you, you, this, you can edit this. This is a good segue <laughs> for me. I, I, I don't know. It's all good. I have um, kind of a jumping off um print. What you're just saying. Uh, I know moving forward, it seems like print is on the decline. Oh, but Where, they, what's they, your stance on print in, in gen, just in general? Man, it goes up and down. Print's been yeah. dead for what? How many years? 30, 40 years? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ever since the TV came out, ever since like photography, photography killed illustration, you know, video killed the radio star. Um, print, we thought the iPad was going to kill print, mm. but then. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I remember getting the iPad for the first time and getting Wired, and Wired was like a five point five or five gig download. I go, I don't have room for this thing. Or right. um, <laughs> I went to the Huffington Post. Their iPad magazine was amazing, and I, I, I don't even know if they still do it now. I think the iPad was exciting at one point, but now it's just hard to keep mm-hmm. up. I mean, I remember 
downloading like popular mechanics and all these bells and whistles, like the drop cap would fly, fly in. And, da, da, da. <laughs> and like, I think even now, even our digital edition is it's just like a PDF. I mean, when I was at the Huffington Post, it was basically a PDF with some buttons, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 it's tough. Print seems to be. Do you think it'll always exist? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I've just I've, continued I've, to evolve in some way. I don't know. I mean, I've, I'm looking around my looking around my room, and it's like there's. I think I've <laughs> bought more books recently than ever before, so it's kind of mm-hmm. that will always be there. Like I bought like the art of the art of Last Jedi. Like I'm not mm-hmm. gonna look at that through an iPad, you know? Right. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. But I think we're the are we the art we the art nerds. We're the art nerds buying coffee book tables or coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, coffee table books. It's, yeah. So, wait, wait, it's what, definitely what, what did I say? a different Co- experience. Coffee book. The coffee table. Coffee book tables. Oh, like, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's similar to music. You know, like vinyls getting a resurgence. There's a different relationship you have to these physical, tangible things versus looking at it digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you lose something when you're looking at it in pixels versus something that you can look touch and feel it's, yeah. and get more senses involved. I think it just shows our age too. I think we're just, yeah. we, we, we <laughs> yeah. grew up with cassettes. We grew up with records, <laughs> but I think, I don't know. I think when you're like younger, you're, you never had a record before. Mm-hmm. And so this is like brand new. Like, Oh my God, this artwork is 12 by 12 and not 12 by 12 pixels. Yeah. You know, or <laughs> even this, this comes back around to like the whole digital brushes thing. Like, I used to do watercolor in college, and I, when I use Kyle's watercolor brushes, I go, oh, my God, this is amazing. But then you have mm. some kids who've never used pen and ink or oil pastels who are using the oil pastel brush. I don't know. you got to – there's some good – it's good to be grounded somehow physically, you know, like yes. whether, whether it's right. a, a print magazine or a fancy art book or gouache. And, no, I completely agree. Um, do you still – do you – Make time to do traditional stuff, so, no, or are you I all don't. digital? I don't. I don't. <laughs> this, I remember coming out of school, I was still like furiously drawing in my sketchbook, and now my sketchbook mm-hmm. is just notes. Yeah, I yeah. don't draw anymore. I, I, <laughs> I have a sketchbook. I keep it in my bag for subways, for the subway only. It's just people, <laughs> just people in the subway, and I, I, I miss that a lot. I miss going on life drawing every week, every night. Gosh, shrunk mm. ahead, man. Every night. I've tried. Yeah. But you do find time for, for freelance work, which I think is amazing. You, you've done some stuff for other publications like yeah. Entertainment Weekly. Mm-hmm. You, know, you did some very cool Star Wars stuff for them. How, how do you go about uh, getting those other jobs? Are these from people that you know or are you somehow applying hmm. for these things? Uh, let's see. Or is it through time because you guys are all yeah. under the same umbrella, I believe. You know, it's funny. It's like it's, it goes back to kind of what. I was saying how I got hired here is like just don't be a dick. I mean, I right. <laughs> I went to an SPD gala. It's um, Society for Publication Designers. That's the that's the that's the New York Magazine Society thing. Uh-huh. And I sat next to the guy who does the um, Time Time Inc. books. Uh-huh. So when this when that first flip book thing came around, he calls me. But then I also knew the creative director there, so it kind of worked out where it's hey, Martin, this is Martin. He could do Star Wars. He could do animation too. So it's kind of <laughs> like. Things just happen. They fall in. So, you know, I'm, I'm just so fortunate. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's, un, it's, it's ridiculous. I think it's crazy hearing your work week and then that you find time to do these freelance projects. What, like, what does it take for you to say yes to adding more work to your already busy work uh, week? 
I think people know me though. As far as like freelance projects, I think people yeah. know what I like to do. They, they they know what I like to. I think that's what makes a good art director. They they know what would be fun, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So like Star Wars, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> Wonder Woman, sure, I'll do it. Okay, I was talking to a friend of mine, Alex Ebenmayer. We were saying we, we always joke that we're not the full page cover illustrators. We're like the quarter page guys. We're the spot. Mm-hmm. We're the icon <laughs> person. You know, so. I think that's what, that's basically my niche. A little niche. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I people think people think I'm constantly working and being busy. I'm not. <laughs> when it comes <laughs> when it comes to freelance, I probably do one or two a month, really. But I think it's my social media it's, presence that makes it think, oh, I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like this my fake social media life. Well, I think whenever, for me at least, it's true that when I think of someone doing a weekly publication and something like Time, uh, that sounds like it would be extremely time-consuming. And maybe you've just gotten it down to such a good uh, (laughs) system, yeah. Because I was surprised to even hear that you had weekends. Like I would have. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm kind of. I don't know. I'm a loser. I don't do much. Um, (laughs) But the thing is, I mean, I. I know I do. I, I I have turned them things down. I have when I do turn things down. I suggest someone else who could do a better mm-hmm. job or who might be available. Um, it's like I said that Monday, Wednesday, those three days. It's like I'm busy. I'm sorry, I can't do anything there. Um, oh, one time I did a thing for the Village Voice. Their schedule was perfect for our work schedule, so it's kind of like they wanted it Thursday, Friday. Done. I could do it. <laughs> so <that's> kinda, <laughs> Or if they, if they need a Monday, I have the weekend. So it's kind of like, sure. I want to jump back really quick to talking about pop culture yeah. stuff. Um, I tried to bring this up a little bit earlier and it didn't work out, but I think this is a good point. A good time now. <laughs> so let's try this again. Okay. Um, uh, in general, how do you feel about this pop culture art movement? I'm sure you've, you know, being involved with social media, uh, you see a lot of this come up. Uh, there's all these different galleries. There's Gallery 1988. There's Bottleneck, which is in New York. Oh, really? Uh, there's Mondo. See, I don't know the stuff. And I don't know the stuff. <laughs> well, let me educate yeah, yeah. you then. No, but um, <laughs> so there's, I mean, you, you're aware that there's a lot of pop culture art and it's a big thing with print collecting mm-hmm. and screen printed posters. Um, is this something that you would be interested in doing or do you like staying on the more, the you know, what you're doing currently with well, editorial? You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of pissed no one has reached out to me yet about this stuff. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Oh, wow. Here we go. Squared yeah. Co. We'll we'll reach out to you. <laughs> okay. No. Um. I don't know. I don't really have. Any- is that something getting involved with uh, these pop culture galleries? Is that something you would be interested in then? Yeah, maybe. But the thing is, I don't know. I like to do things on my own time as opposed to mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. else's schedule. I, I what was the one in L.A. Eight Bit. Is that a gallery or a sh- or a, a theme? I think they do have um a physical space. Oh, okay. Um, there's a few, there's a few in, in LA, yeah. there's Nucleus, oh, yeah, Gallery yeah, 1988, 8-Bit, there's yeah. a few smaller ones, um, and then there's like pop-up, recurring pop-ups. Yeah, I, I think it's cool. I mean, I think this is stuff we grew up with. This is stuff that's like influenced us tremendously. Like I talk about Thundercats. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's like a Thundercats show, if it's a Thundercats <laughs> show, give me a call. Or, yeah, or I, remember, I remember someone had like a Voltron show. I'm like, what the fuck, dude, mm. call me. Oh. Why, yeah, why, right. is, my, that was, why um, is my phone 
not ringing. <laughs> Hero, I think that was Hero Complex yeah. Gallery in LA, um, and that was an officially like an official oh, Netflix. Netflix uh-huh. uh, was it Lionsgate that has them? Whatever the studio is that yeah. has the the Voltron yeah. uh, license. I think I spoke to I spoke yeah. to that guy before. Like I think he saw my Robocop postcard and. Mm. Oh yeah, that was really thank cool. Thank you. Um, but then he's like, "Oh, can you do like more of this?" I'm like, "Oh no, it just it just happens. I can't force this style or this. Yeah, if it's involved with the show or a gallery, that'd be kind of fun. But I don't know. No one calls me." I think uh, the floodgates yeah, <laughs> might open okay. then after this. We'll get this out. We'll get the word out for oh, you. Oh, no. <laughs> Which, yeah, um, may be a good or bad thing. We'll see. So <laughs> while we're on pop culture then, I know you're a big Star Wars guy. Um, and you listened to our Star Wars uh, episode, which is epic, very nice. Epic two hours. <laughs> <laughs> what is – I am so curious to hear your take. And we've talked a little bit about this online. But what is your take a on little the bit. What have... did you think? <laughs> okay, this is this – is, this is, can I share this with everybody? Jared, Jared and I and two other college friends, Barry and Felipe, have a Facebook group called TFA. This goes back to <laughs> Force Awakens where we kind of chit-chat, yeah. we chit-chat about Star Wars for the past two plus years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I just uh, – Lauren Panapinto and I made a – we were texting and um, there's that gif of – of Luke drinking milk from the the, <laughs> the weird the weird sea cow, yes. yeah. And then I, I I texted her, oh, is this, is this like uh, blue milk or fanboy tears? And then she, <laughs> she puts it on the gif and the gif, and that's kind of funny. And then um, <laughs> so Andy from from the Star Wars shows tweeted it, and we we're like, oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, so you were you were happy with the film though because yeah. it's getting a lot of goofy you know reviews and, and, and press. So. No, I mean I listened to you your your two hours of, mm-hmm. uh, about this and I, I I agree with a lot of it. I mean there's some things could have been different, could have been better. Sure. But overall, it just took it to a different place. Yep. Even yep. can I say spoil? Can I talk about spoilers here? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Snoke getting cut in half. Like, oh fuck, this is amazing. <laughs> I, oh, that was that was my favorite scene. That's I the thing I want to go back and see over and over again. Once it, once it comes out yes. on iTunes, I'm going to watch that over and over again because that's like a dream come <laughs> true. That's like I re- I really hated the Emperor, and um, <laughs> so I didn't want to see that that whole thing again. Like, why recycle right. this? You know, like, TFA right. was like that great cover song that got you back into Star Wars. That got you back into the band. <laughs> but this is like this is gonna take you to a different direction, and they they're just having Ray and Ben team up. It's like I I peed myself, and it's yeah. like <laughs> and like it it took things where like I hate the Emperor, kill him. I don't I really don't care about his origin. Senator from Naboo, <laughs> don't care. But then kill Snoke, good. And then we get to see the, those red guards fight. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, that was. See, awesome. we never saw the royal guards do anything. I think if you no. they, they did in like expanded universe or whatever and mm-hmm. i don't know i think we mentioned this in our in our facebook chat is like, i wish those red guards were like knights of ren somehow yeah and, and i kind of thought a they lot were, of people are talking about that yeah because yeah. they could, were very theorizing. intense guards yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could have like tied it tied it together i mean you see the knights of ren for like two seconds mm-hmm. in the previous movie and then luke mentions ben took a handful of students and go are those the knights are those who are those? Who are those students? Where are they going to yeah. be in the, in the next movie? I mean, I hope. I mean, I think what you mentioned in the previous episode was like I like the, I like the Jedi lore, but 
mm-hmm. at the same time, it, it just stomp, it just stomped on it. Like, yeah. this is not just a Jedi. Oh, and I love how Luke says, talks shit about the prequels. Like, Sith Lord was <laughs> in the same room with you. You didn't even notice this. You're, yeah. you're, da 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 da. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but then he basically says, the Force is for everybody. And I go, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Even though yeah, your, your little stable boy can be a Jedi or can dream, can dream big, you know? I think that's better than midi chlorians. So oh I'm fine with yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you bring up social media and I did want to talk to you about social media. So you are very active on social media um, and you're very, um, you're very frank on social media. How, how do you use social media? Like for you, is it, um, is it a professional thing at all, or is it strictly just a personal, uh, like, fun uh, thing for you? I think, I think, on the record, I should say it's more personal. <laughs> I think <laughs> professionally, um, I think technically, I'm not supposed to have an opinion about things. I'm not right. supposed <laughs> to <laughs> show bias or to even su- even suggest I'm biased about things. Um, that's just more from the journalistic side of things, mm-hmm. where I don't know, but to me. If the sky's blue and the sky's, someone says the sky's blue, someone says the sky's green. Back in the day, you back in the day, I think even now, you, you, <laughs> give, the, you give the you give the both people the same amount of weight, same amount of ink or airtime. But now, I think because of the way the world is now, because because who's who's president now, you have to fact check. You got it to even like CNN gets CNN gets praise for fact checking on the screen. And it's like no, you should be doing that. <laughs> on a right. daily basis you're not you should not get props for doing your job <laughs> as for being frank on social media um i haven't had a therapist in a few months <laughs> since the beginning <laughs> of the year so i just kind of i just kind of go off no but really the thing i like about journalism and doing news editorials like just the, the truth being honest yeah you know so i'm honest about how i feel about things especially like discrimination, equality, um, people of color, gender, sexual preference, all that stuff that's like, I don't know, been going on and on about the news, like identity politics, you know, like, oh, people are tired of identity mm-hmm. politics. No, but everything else is, is identity politics on the other side too, where it's like, you're not, oh man, I could, this is another, I could go into this forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think, um, it's always interesting to follow your feeds and stuff like that. I and, hope so. Um, I mean, it's at least entertaining. I, mean, I think it's just, it's mostly for me just to go, okay, uh, I don't, I don't like cilantro. I don't like racism. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't say that's, that's, you, you that's, have a, you have a golden cat. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> this is in reference to my cat sleeping into the shape of the golden spiral. Yeah. Thing. Oh um, yes. I saw that. Perfect. Loved it. <laughs> And it works uh, if you flip it too. I no, no, I, I did it wrong. I did it wrong. I drew the, the oh. swirl didn't go into his head. I went. I went yeah, this, this messed up. Oh no! I was just gonna say, where do you where do you look for um for inspiration? Then are, are you looking at just sort of everything, or is there specific places or things that you go to to stay inspired and or keep up with trends or what's happening uh, outside of your you know what you're doing at the magazine? It's so hard to keep up now. I feel like there's too mm-hmm. much. There's too much to look at. I mean, yeah. <laughs> back back in the day, I would say, "Oh yeah, look at everything." I, I still I still believe that, but there's a time and place for that. I think now that if I'm working on something specific, if I'm specifically working on a project or a thing, 
don't look at stuff because that, I feel that taints your ideas. Your te- mm-hmm. you, even when I'm, I, I did a project recently, um, our year ahead issue, and I did, I did, I drew some typography. I always feel it's so not redundant. What's the word? Derivative. So uh-huh. it looked, mm-hmm. it looked, it reminded me of like this font called this typeface called Bauhaus. It reminds me of this emigrate typeface called Exocet, or no, no, Virex or something. Then it reminds me of the Mexico Olympics typography, with like all circles and expanding. I don't know. Uh, what's my point here? <laughs> Maybe when you're not working on something, look. But when yeah. you are working on something, don't look because that just, I don't know. It makes you. It just taints your ideas, and you don't want to rip somebody off. I guess. <laughs> right. So, was your family excited? When when you got this job at Time Magazine, was that no, a... no, not really, no, <laughs> really? My mom, that's, a that's, my mom why he, that's my why mom, he wants you to call his mom. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right. No, I, my mom doesn't understand it. I go, do you look at the magazine? And I go, no. She's like, I don't, I don't understand in Chinese, you know. <laughs> uh, that's okay. I mean, I think I don't know. I think back in the day, I I, I felt like I proved proven myself by having a salary, a four hundred one k. Kind of, mm-hmm. sort of. You yeah. Know? I think what comes from like, uh, I guess you can't, you might not be able to know through audio. I'm Chinese. And uh, <laughs> I think it's just that Chinese immigrant, whatever, bring upbringing, you know, where it's, they want mm-hmm. you to be stable as opposed to being an individual or being creative, you know. I think I was given a lot of privilege. Um, my dad was born here and my mother was born in China. Mm-hmm. And even he had privilege in his life where, he is the youngest of five brothers, and the f- the other four were all blue collar, who all worked blue collar throughout their whole lives. Yeah. And he was able to go to school, get a master's, get a PhD, da da da, in electrical engineering. So he was given privilege from his uncle, from my uncles, and then that was passed down to me, where I go, I'm going to be an art major. <laughs> so it's kind of like you <laughs> go from oh, just be an accountant, be a mechanic. Uh, they even said, yeah, be a mechanic. I'm like, what? Are you serious? You'd rather me be a mechanic than be an artist. You know? <laughs> but I think if you if you watch that um, Netflix special, um, Homecoming King with um, Hassan Minhaj. Uh-huh, yeah. There's, a, there's this line that makes me cry. He goes, I had the audacity for equality or something to that effect where mm-hmm. I can be whatever I want to be. I, if I, if I want to do this, I want to do this. You know, as opposed to being... A person of color, like keep your head down, work hard, work hard. But it's not just that, though. It's like you, the whole like Asian thing, work hard, and then you'll succeed. And it's like no, it's, it's a lot more to that. I mean, it's like the it's like people you know, people like for me, like people I've met years ago who remember me, like Jared, like even like I work with you on that Pixar thing. That's right. So like, stuff, <laughs> stuff like that that will influence our relationships like personal, professional, I'm on this podcast now. So it's kind of like, it's like this big web and it's all connected and it's all. But to me, what, what, like I said earlier, what I find so satisfying about the fact that you're doing what you're doing is like I said, it, it is sort of exactly what we went to school for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you, did it feel that way when you got this job or did it feel like, like a natural progression of things? Or did you sort of feel like, Oh, oh I've done it, you know? Yeah. Um, it is the natural progression. That's the thing. Like I go, I don't have a five-year plan. I mm-hmm. kept wanting to go up and up, whatever that forty-five degree northwest. No, 
<laughs> northeast. You know, like you know that little fever chart thing. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? Was there a moment of like? I mean, maybe it's not something you blast out on social media, but oh, I did, kind of, I did. Yeah, <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's I, st- I still can't believe it though. Really, I mean, like, yeah. holy shit, I I work here, you know, right? And um, people or not, I don't know what people. He's like, oh, what's next? I go, I don't know. I mean, I've never thought I would even be here. So why? Mm-hmm. How can I even think of anything else beyond this? You know, like I'm. When it comes to like happiness or work-life balance, I'm happy. I'm pretty content. There might be changes next year for whatever reason. So we'll, sure. s- we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, with, my, with my nervous laugh. <laughs> yeah. But then maybe not going into specifics, but is there a project in general or something out there that you either are going to tackle eventually or, or something that you want to do? No. See, that's the thing. Maybe that's, the, that's, my, that's my problem. I don't have... <laughs> <laughs> in the moment <laughs> yeah I'm, maybe i'm too in the moment where it's bad you know where it's fucking yoda yoda is like yeah <laughs> <laughs> um the thing is i never thought i would even be here so i've already surpassed my expectations yeah i never thought i would be in new york and i'm able to live i'm warm i'm uh, I have, i'm fed this is like this is like the essentials like my parents always right talked about you know Mm-hmm. stability and da 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 and i'm doing it in like one of the most expensive cities in the world you know like that's right new york i mean i think i think about i'm, I'm like being born and raised in san jose and like, i mean i can't live there i would yeah. <laughs> i would rather live in new york than live in the bay area you know right right um yeah it's crazy well that but you you've been able to do a lot of stuff um you know, and I was looking over your, your website before we came on and stuff to kind of review everything. And mm-hmm. like one of the things on there is you won an Emmy. And I've, I've yeah. seen you've had a picture of that Emmy on your desk. It's next to my that C-3PO. One. They're both golden, <laughs> golden things. It's your golden yeah. corner. So really quickly, I know we're going to wrap up here pretty soon, but what did you win the Emmy for? Um, and was that exciting? Oh, yeah. So ex- it's definitely exciting. Um, let's see. It was for the boss. It was, I was at the Boston Globe at the time. And they have like a killer, killer video team. And one of the videographers did a story about these um, penguins at the aquarium. Mm-hmm. And there were four couples and each of them had a really interesting story. So what I did was just I animated the intros to, like, you know, oh gosh, I can't remember oh, their cool. names. Igabod or Igab something and Mabel <laughs> or something. And then I would just animate them. I, so I drew it in Illustrator. And I animated it in Apple Keynote. <laughs> so um, wow, yeah, I do all my animations in Keynote. I don't even, I don't even use After really? Effects anymore. Yeah, it's um pretty quick and dirty, and it gets the job done. Mm-hmm. From like you see my BB8s and my da da da, you know. Yeah, and it's kind uh-huh. of you know it works. So you kind of have to kind of, you kind of kind of have to outsmart it. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but um, yeah, the video was nominated. I was I that that was shocking <laughs> and then yeah. when we went to the award thing they called out our name or they called out the, t- the title of the piece i was just like blown away like no way really yeah i'm just like this print guy who just who does a little video who took an animation class in college once you know yeah no it's that's amazing of- to have a name so what does it say on your emmy like oh, what is wait, the award wait, let, let me go pick it up it's- <laughs> <laughs> let's see uh, the 35th Boston New England Emmy Awards, Astounding Arts Entertainment Specialty Report, 
Penguin Love, uh, Martin G. Graphic Artist, The Boston Globe, June second, two thousand twelve. So here, here it is. By the way, that's amazing. Oh, the funny thing、Beautiful. is, okay, <laughs> I have to tell you this though. It's it's smaller than a normal Emmy. <laughs> this is oh, is this it? This is technically a regional Emmy. Uh-huh. And like the prime time ones, I, th- I believe are it's like a is this is probably like two thirds the prime time Emmy size. Really? <laughs> But according to Wikipedia, I I can officially say I'm an Emmy Emmy winner. <laughs> it it,、yeah. count, it it totally counts. <laughs> Was your family excited about that? <laughs> no, they don't know what this is. What is this? <laughs> what, is, what is this? What is this Time Magazine? What is this Emmy? It's it's a.、Uh, I, everything I've done in my life, I was like, "Oh, I got an award." That's all they can understand, or、uh, I don't know.、It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought Time Magazine for sure. I mean, that's no, that's no tiny publication that you're working for. Yeah, there,、so. I, mean, I, think, I think my mom has heard of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last、yeah. question I'll have for you, and、okay. and this kind of builds on on, on what we've been talking about. And Mark,、sure. if you have anything, you can follow up with this, but.、Um, For a lot of people that are listening, who are artists out there, what advice do you give to artists in general at at any stage, maybe whether they're just starting out or or they're kind of, you know, looking to advance their career? Do you have any general advice that you'd give to artists? Maybe if you want to take it from the editorial standpoint, that's fine because because that's what you、mm. do on a daily basis. But what advice would you give、um, to upcoming artists? Gosh, just keep drawing, draw draw better, draw well. <laughs>、um, don't be a dick. I know it's a tough question. I know because、uh, it's so it's it, so it, general too. It's just like, yeah. It's the whole okay. There's also this you know do what you love bullshit. I mean it's not it's it's true. <laughs> it's, it's true. I, mean, I I do what I love, but、yeah. you have to be like really 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 good at it. You have to like crush、mm-hmm. the other kid. You know not not like that. I, I,、uh, <laughs> <laughs> do what you love, but be really good at it. Oh, also let make sure people know. You're doing what you love, and that you're really good at it. And I think、mm-hmm. with like the Star Wars stuff, like that's how I got a few assignments from UW, saying, "Hey, you know, he likes Star Wars. He can draw. Go, you know." Or like even like your stuff, Jared, like your your Disney stuff.、Mm-hmm. You know, like I love like seeing new stuff, like your toys now and your vinyl Mick, hipster Mickey's and Minnie. Like, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> so that 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 stems from your love and how good you're at, at things. You know. So、uh, I don't know. You have to love it. Don't don't、yeah. fake it. The whole fake it till you make it's bullshit too.、Mm-hmm. Um, What? <laughs> sorry, I'm just I, like it's more. No, it's more like things not to do than. <laughs> Jared's no, just excited that you answered. It came back around to a compliment to him. Oh yeah. Yes, that's right. I was I was trying to work in my work in there.、So. Um, but. Anyway. No, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. This this goes back to like what you're saying. Like, what do you look for an artist? I go. You have to be good. You have to. I don't know. I have to think you're a good person. So. Yeah. So. I think you're right, though. I think that's. I think that's you. Don't be a dick. That's that's what the、uh, name of this、uh, episode <laughs> will be. Okay. <laughs> don't be an eggplant emoji. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I think your 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 the passion is there. I mean, even、mm-hmm. going back to when we worked on that Pixar thing. It was fun. The 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 Buzz Lightyear shape. What was that called again? The knickknack. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Knickknack. That's right. Do you do you do you get a sense of that when you see people's、uh, portfolios? Whether that's that their work is so like too varied or something? Like, can you tell 
when you sense someone's passion kind of coming through their work or is it is it more skill set? I think both. I think both. That's that intangible thing we talk about. Like you you, you right. know that they're having fun. You know they're expressing themselves. I mean, even when I work on stuff, if I'm laughing at my own work, it's that's yeah. that, that means I'm that means it's <laughs> good to me, I think. Or if I'm being right. entertained, or if I if I think my visual joke is is okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um yeah, the the passion has to come through. Well, I know I mentioned this er, er, at the beginning of this episode, but you are in a different time zone. It is getting late for you. Um, but before we wrap up, before we wrap up, though, I do want to, again, say thank you so much for spending time with of us course. today. Thank you Thanks um, for inviting me. You, you do have a, an interesting perspective on things and you have a really cool job. So it's exciting to hear um, your answers to a lot of these questions. And again, I thank mm-hmm. you for your time. Sure. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but for everybody that is listening, that is is not already following Martin. Uh, we will leave links to all of his work and um, his website and social media in our show notes. So be sure to go check him out and give him a follow. Yeah, um, just, for just everybody say hi. <laughs> and say and say hi to him and don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> um, but that's it for today. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We'll see you later. Thank you.